as Mother's Day is coming around, oh, I find I'm missing my mom more and more. And there's always questions and stories I wish I had asked her when she was still here. I do remember that I gave her a book once upon a time with questions for her to write the answers to. And bless her heart, she didn't answer very many. So that was really a disappointment. But fast forward to now and technology. And now we have mylifeinabook.com. It takes all those questions and stories and it puts it in a format that is sent to your person, whoever you designate, on a regular basis so that the prompts come, they're easily answered either written or voice to text, and they're captured by mylifeinabook.com. These family stories, this legacy that you want to leave for your children and your grandchildren. Mylifeinabook.com, create an unforgettable gift for your mom, your dad, your children this Mother's Day. Use our coupon code ONBOYS for 10% off. Go to mylifeinabook.com and use ONBOYS for 10% off. Create that legacy. Carry on those stories. Hello and welcome to ONBOYS. Real Talk About Parenting, Teaching, and Reaching Tomorrow's Men, the podcast that explores and explains boy behavior. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison. Join us as we discuss some of the most compelling issues facing boys today. Our goal is to equip you with the information and support you need to help today's boys grow into healthy, happy men. Hi, we are going to talk about boys and disappointment today. How do you help boys deal with disappointment? And the reason why we're talking about this today is because this is a really relevant question in my life right at this moment. So yesterday was my son Sam's 12th birthday. Sam is my youngest son, and he has been looking forward to this day for months, for months. And the backstory of that is Sam is a kid who he really loves mechanical things and making things go. We live in the state of Wisconsin and in the state of Wisconsin, you have to be 12 to get your snowmobile safety certificate, which allows you to legally operate snowmobiles on the trails. And you also have to be 12 to legally operate ATVs on the trails and get your ATV certificate. Sam didn't know this all a few months ago. So uh, it was probably in the summer, Sam ended up getting busted for riding on the trails without a, uh, um, a safety certificate. And so he learned, okay, I have to get my safety certificate and you can do this online. And he tore through this. I know you and I, Janet, have recently talked about boys in school and homework and their lack of enthusiasm sometimes. Mm -hmm. He was enthusiastic about this. Nobody had to tell him to sit down. Nobody had to tell him to work through it. He breezed through it. He took the test. He passed with 100%. That was probably in August. Then he found out that he can't actually get the safety thing until he was 12. Oh, no. 11 at the time. Mm. So for the last... <clears throat> 
almost six months, I have heard on a nearly daily basis about how unfair that is and how much he can't wait to be 12, blah, blah, blah. Yesterday was his 12th birthday. It is the big day. <laughs> Sam, he has ATVs at his dad's house. So Sam, with his knowledge and his skill and his and safety his certificate, certificate. <laughs> heads out on the trail. In our county in rural Wisconsin, there are trails and some of them go on county roads. Sam attracted the attention of a cop. Uh-oh. And the cop noticed that Sam looked young and, you know, did what cops do and went over to talk to him and found out what Sam was up to. And uh, by all accounts, Sam was very polite, which makes me, the mom, feel much better about the whole thing. <laughs> Sam learned in this incident that even though he is 12 and he has a safety certificate, you have to be 16 and have your driver's license to operate an ATV on the roads that are part of the trail system. Oh, no. Devastating news when you are 12 years old and you have looked forward to this moment pretty much your entire life. I mean, that's how important this is to him. I have never seen a kid look this sad on his birthday. Oh. It was the kind of thing where his brothers and I would say, happy birthday. He said, there's not a happy birthday. Oh, you're breaking my heart, Jen. Yeah. And so I know that you and I were scheduled to talk about something else today, but this is really on my heart and on my mind. And, you know, as you know, this whole issue <coughs> of helping our guys of all ages deal with disappointment and difficult emotions, it's ever present. It's something we all have to deal with. Absolutely. And you know, it can be as big as this for Sam on his 12th birthday. It can be the little things that happen, you know, messed up on that test or my friends moving away, or it can be the big things of, you know, my parent just passed away. Absolutely. And it's the whole, it's, it's like this whole bucket of emotions and life that happens. And the way we approach it as females is completely different than how most males are going to approach it. And so working with our sons around these significant disappointments, little and big, that happen in the process of living is import an important skill for us to know. You know, as I was thinking about this, I realized that for Sam, this was one incident and it is huge to him, but you know, it's not going to ultimately be like a life altering experience in the way, you know, you mentioned a death in the family, for instance. Mm -hmm. But as I was thinking about talking about this today, this is so, so important, partly because for such a long time and boys, as they grow into men, Socially, our society has really limited the emotional expression of boys and men. You know, there's this man box that we've mentioned before, where the only okay emotions to show are, I'm okay, I'm happy, and angry. Yeah, I'm fine, or yeah. I'm really angry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... I think that we as a society are starting to realize that that's not altogether healthy. You know, I don't want to extrapolate too much, but I think we are beginning to learn and realize that 
boys who don't learn how to cope with these difficult things in life, everything from disappointments to frustration, they become men who lash out. And that ends up hurting us as a society. So when we as parents and teachers spend the time to help our boys work through and develop the skills to deal with these things, we're really making a better society for all of us, a better and a safer society for all of us. Absolutely. This pent up frustration, it does not serve anyone. And it absolutely doesn't serve our boys and our men. It takes, it's the lashing out, but it's also the inner, the illnesses that happen because their emotions haven't been expressed and they're going to express it if we allow it differently than mm-hmm. we would. Mm-hmm. So how, so Sam was, you know, not a happy birthday. Was he willing to talk about it or mm, well, didn't want to talk about it? Sam is pretty verbal for, for a kid. He, at least he's the kind of kid where as soon as he came in the door, he's talking about it and he's spilling the story. So at least I knew what he was upset about. I have um, some other boys that if it had happened to them, they would just come in, be all moody, look upset, and not say anything. And th- for me, as a mom, that's much more difficult because then I don't even know what the it is. Why are you mm-hmm, upset? Mm-hmm. So Sam was talking about it. So, you know, for managing it, the first thing is just listening. Just listen to what happened. As the adult, it can be easy to just stay in our adult perspective, to say things that aren't very helpful at all, like, well, you know, the cop is right. Or, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a safety uh, point to all that. That doesn't deal with the fact that his heart is broken right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we did was let him talk and kind of reflected back and acknowledged, wow, that stinks. Mm -hmm. And gave, you know, a little bit of space to process it. You know, as you talk about the adult, staying in the adult perspective here in this you know, you were separate from this event, but it might be, it might be that someone in the family has died and mm. you as the adult are so in your emotions and you're grieving and you're, you know, so sad. It's important in that situation for you to take the time and space to get a handle on your own feelings before yeah. you then approach your boy about his feelings not to say that you shouldn't share how you're feeling and it's okay for your boys to see you cry. But, you know, if it's really extreme, then you've got to to take the time to manage yourself first before you can help. I mean, it's the old oxygen mask on the airplane, right? You have to, you have to put your mask on first so that you can help him. You know, I think that even applies to some of these littler things, right? Because I could have been angry about this. And there are some things about this situation that I am kind of angry about. But me expressing my feelings at that point, like I need to just deal with that as an adult. Me sharing that with him at that moment wouldn't have been helpful at all. And when we talk about disappointments with with school or with sports, for instance, you know, If your kid is disappointed because perhaps he didn't do as well on a test as he would have liked, or he didn't make the team, and he's dealing with that kind of frustration, as a parent, 
in our adult mind, sometimes you want to say, see, you should have studied when I told you to, or hey, didn't I say you should go out and practice? Those may all be true things, but those are the kinds of things that we as the adults need to take some time to process by ourselves and separate that from helping the kid deal with his emotions. As we talk about emotions here, I think it's also important to help him name what he's feeling. A lot of times our boys, as you said, you know, it's either we're good or we're really angry. And there's the nuances in between are the places that we can help our sons develop an emotional vocabulary. They often, it's hard for them to name what they're feeling. And so even from the time they are little, it's important to, you know, are you frustrated? Like, and, and what I tell parents is use animals as imagery, especially with young boys, because they can live into that animal picture that, you know, the grumpy bear or mm-hmm. the, you know, snarling wild cat. And that helps them live into this idea that, yeah, there are more than just angry, happy, sad, glad kind of feelings. There's all, there's the frustration and feeling stubborn and all of those, all of those nuances that it's important that we are really explicit with our boys about. It's a really good point because as I think about it, my guys are, they don't even use a lot of emotion words, you know? Mm -hmm. When Sam talks about this, the word that he most often used was stupid. That's stupid. That's stupid. And because he's, what he's really doing is he's expressing his frustration that this rule is keeping him from doing what he's doing, but he doesn't really yet have the the words or the wherewithal to describe what he's feeling. He's externalizing it. And that's an issue too, isn't it? I mean, so Mm -hmm. often boys and not just boys, girls do this too. I know that I still do this sometimes. We want to blame somebody else for whatever it is we're feeling, somebody or something else. And we have to help our guys deal with that too. Yeah. Yeah. And for guys, especially, and I, I'm, I've got anger on my brain because I'm doing a a big talk about anger very soon. You know, we need to let them express that externally, Mm -hmm. physically, Mm -hmm. get their feelings that the feelings that are coursing through their veins and it could be frustration, but it could be anger and it could be, you know, that that's stupid. So let him hit something, let Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. go out and be physical before you expect him to come in and sit down and and be able to talk about his how he's feeling. Bottom line is he likely will not ever talk or process as much as you wish he would or think he should. Just know that you likely are not going to get unless he's a very verbal boy. You're likely not going to get as much depth of looking into the situation and the feelings surrounding it as as you would wish to as a female. I was reading one of your blog posts recently that reminded me that I'm four boys into this and I still need to be reminded of these things. In the post it said you need to let go of the notion that boys process by talking. And that is so important for me to be reminded of because that is definitely kind of my default. That's how I deal with 
disappointments, frustration, even happy things. I talk to people about them or I'll write them. Boys don't necessarily do that. Some do, not all. In your your post, you kind of talked about this very male way of being there for each other where sometimes it's just a matter of hanging out, shooting hoops, or doing something physical together. And so as moms, especially, or teachers, you know, keep keep in mind that those are very valid ways of coping and working through emotions. I About a year ago, I talked with um, a guy who, he is a social worker that works exclusively with males. A mother had brought her son to him. His father had passed away. And, you know, this of course is a very devastating thing in the life mm-hmm. of a family. And she didn't really think he was coping with it. And, you know, she, and she wanted to do the right thing. She brought him for counseling. Long story short, one of the ways this boy ended up coping was going out in the driveway and shooting hoops. And so Mm -hmm. to her, this looked like he's not processing his father's death. But the backstory was this was something he and his dad had done. And I forget what the details were. There was some goal, like he wanted to be able to do, you know, X number of free throws. And he worked and worked and worked towards this. And so for him being out there, physically, he was kind of burning off some of that adrenaline and those bad feelings that come up inside. But he was also really honoring his father's memory in Mm -hmm. his own very male way. So you've got to watch for that and encourage it too. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's go out and run on the beach or let's, you know, go out and throw the ball, whatever it is. And know that, and, and I've had grown men telling me that they feel so close to the guys that they play sports with. It's really Mm. bonding and so much is going on there that we just, we don't even, we can't relate to. Right. But it's so important that you recognize moving his body is processing his feelings. Now help me, Janet, because one of the issues that I have dealt with repeatedly with my kids, you know, they'll get disappointed or frustrated or upset. There's a to them a negative situation, they can just spiral down, right? I mean, once it's bad, everything is bad. And I understand that that's human and that happens. So for Sam, it wasn't just that this birthday was bad. Of course, this brought up every other birthday of his that was ever bad. And it brought up that time when I invited those kids to sleep over in fourth grade. And then that one came up with the excuse to go home and, and, you know, nobody loves me. And it just, it gets exhausting. It kind of becomes this almost a perseveration on the negative. And so for me, sometimes I'm trying to walk that line between acknowledging, yes, yes, this is tough and not wanting them to wallow in it. And they have to wallow in it. But as you're saying that, I also see that there's the place of bringing humor into Uh, it. And then you're like, oh, and you can join him where he is. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then there was that time when you were one and you pooped in your pants and, you know, your diaper and you can just go there with boys. You know what's funny about that? Coincidentally, this was not a planned thing. Some of the best parenting things, as you know, are not planned. When he was finally getting ready for bed last night, because he was also exhausted on top of this, so I have a tired, sad kid, I was going through some old pictures of me growing up, looking for something completely different. I ran across a photo of me at my fifth birthday, and I am in tears. There's balloons, there's cake, and I'm in tears. 
And this photo is literally labeled on the back in my mom's handwriting, Stormy Jenny. Oh, no. (laughs) So I pulled out this picture and I showed it to my son and I said, see, you're not the only one who's ever had a bad birthday. (laughs) I love it. From there, he decided, he's decided that if next year his birthday is bad, he's never celebrating his birthday again. Okay. Just go there. (laughs) Which is fine, right? (laughs) You know, he's 12 right now. Uh, He may change that by the time he's 42. He might not. That's also okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think joining them like in the moroseness, and of course you have to gauge where they're really at, but don't never forget the power of humor for boys. They love it. On the opposite side of that spectrum is boys and crying. You know, when boys cry, they are either feeling extremely safe with you or they are in their absolute most, most vulnerable place. Knowing that treating their tears differently or maybe more consciously mm-hmm. is really important. And and there are physical, we actually have our tear ducts are physically different, males and females, so that males and females cry differently. So women tend, females tend to gush tears, lots mm-hmm. and lots of water comes out. And males tend to have the water pool in their eyes and then maybe it leaks out, but it doesn't often leak out. So you have to be really uh, carefully watching their faces and what's going on for them if it's in a really emotional situation. Mm -hmm. And be respectful and cognizant of that. You know, you're bringing up a good point because of this man box, this boy box that's existed for all these years, when a boy starts crying, he's also got all of this social stuff that's been tossed in him his whole entire life. So there's the actual emotion that he's feeling that may be bringing up these tears. And there may be levels of shame with that, or you know, some kind of almost a self hatred in that moment because he's crying. Our acceptance and just openness to being with him at that time can make a big difference. Absolutely. And, you know, and if there are other boys around, if his peers are around, oh my goodness, you're going to see him really trying to, likely trying to cover that up in some way with some sort of behavior. In that circumstance, my gut instinct is to find a way to kind of help protect him, maybe come up with an excuse to get him away from the group of of boys, to give him cover, to give him a space where he can go and cope with himself instead of having to cope with it in front of his peers. What do you think of that? Absolutely. And this is really important in school, in the school situation for teachers to know Mm -hmm. that if you've got a boy who's got tears, you've got a boy who is in extreme distress. Mm -hmm. And so absolutely extracting him from the situation in a way that he saves face and, you know, Hey, I need, I need you to take this to the office or something, get him out of the situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then often, you know, our instinct is to talk, talk it. And 
there is so much to be said for simply holding space, being there in silence and just simply being with him. Yes. When you said school, this made me think of another related topic that comes up frequently in some of the education writing I do. Teachers and principals and even parents need to remember that because of how boys have been socialized, often what may seem like anger, what you see expressed as anger or disruption, there may well be deep sadness there. So sometimes be a little bit more compassionate in your response. He's not necessarily trying to cause trouble for the sake of trying to cause trouble. There may well be something deeper going on. And if you can be an ally to that boy and show him that you care about him, you may be able to help him work through some of that and develop some of the skills that he's going to need. All of us, male, female, are going to experience losses and disappointments and frustrations. And increasingly, people are realizing that the skills to handle those, that's the most important thing in life. And it's really important for the grown men in that boy's life to share their emotional vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because again, women can talk it and we can cry and show them emotion but there's nothing like a conversation with a grown man that maybe he's sharing what happened on his 12th birthday sure. or you know the the disappointments and the grief and the loss because that's a given in life it's going to happen we can help him navigate that when he has examples from mm-hmm. grown men so last night Besides the picture of me (laughs) crying at my fifth birthday party with balloons and cake, you know, we talked about that. And then as I was tucking Sam in, you know, I also want him to develop the skill to be able to put things into focus and not fully just go into that everything is stupid and terrible and my life stinks because people in my family are prone to going there. So there is some history of depression. Um, There's also some familial tendencies, right? Where we can just circle ourselves right down and then just live there and tell you how terrible everything is. So I'm also trying to get my kids to be able to see that even in the crap, even in the muck, that there are good things. So I said, all right, Sam, I get it. This was not a good day. This was not at all the day you were hoping for. I said, but I'm going to give you a challenge. Tell me two good things that happened today. And you know what? He came up with them quicker than I thought. And he didn't even mention the cheesecake that we had for his birthday. So I'm like, C plus cheesecake. Uh-huh. So that's another way where I'm kind of trying to build a little bit of resilience into mm-hmm. the boys. And I love how you phrased that to him of, I'm going to give you a challenge. Yep. You that's are fun. such a boy mom, Jen. Hey, all these years into it, I've learned <laughs> So what are, what are our takeaways for our parents and for teachers for helping boys deal with disappointment? I think that acknowledging it, being quiet with it, letting him process in his ever so boy way, going out and being physical with him may help him open up a little Mm -hmm. more. Really recognizing that when you've got a boy in tears, you've got a very fragile, vulnerable being. You know, the other thing that I encourage everybody to keep in mind is that this is an 
ever-evolving lifelong process. Sometimes I get frustrated with my boys because they don't know this or they're not using this coping strategy. And then I realize that I am in my 40s and it took me until this long to learn that. It's really not fair of me to expect them to be able to have that kind of perspective when they're 15 or Mm -hmm. 12 Mm -hmm. or eight. This is going to take time. And as your boys grow, they will develop their own arsenal of coping strategies mm-hmm. it's different mm-hmm. than yours. And that's okay. It's beautiful. Yeah. And that we can't fix it. We can't fix yeah. it for them. I know with young kids, it's often our tendency of, oh, it's okay. And, you know, we'll get this toy instead of that toy. But to recognize this is a lifelong learning mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. and it does start when they're little. So let them feel the disappointment and feel the relief of working through the disappointment that a toy broke or the frustration. Be there with them in it, but resist the urge to fix it and make it all better. Well, next year, I think we should check in on, uh, what is this? It's the 25th of January, the day after Sam's birthday. So next year we can check back in and I'll let you know if his 13th birthday went badly and we're never celebrating his birthday again, or if we are free to go on with birthday celebrations. Oh, I hope you're free (laughs) to go on with birthday celebrations. I do too. I do too. Well, happy belated birthday to Sam. And good luck to everybody else. I know that these are difficult things to deal with with your boys, but you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Loved this episode of On Boys? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your support is much appreciated and will help other boys. Thanks for joining On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.